What's up, A's fans, and welcome to episode 7 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am noted baseball fan Jason Burke, and I am the host of this show, as you probably know by now. Um, if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, though, please do so. It's getting better, I'm having fun, and, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're finding our groove, and we're, we're getting somewhere, I believe. So, hopefully you guys can tell that, and, you know, listening to this as well. Uh, the feedback's been great. Keep it coming with, you know, any, you know, things that you guys want, I guess. Um, I'm trying to make it, you know, my own, but also, you know, do what the fans want, because this is obviously for people and not just for my own entertainment, although that is part of it. Um, so yeah, today we are going to be talking about uh, the news from the weekend. Um, it was a busy weekend, you know, for myself, but also for the A's. So we're getting uh, some of the fan fest news out of the way and, you know, talking about Mike Fires not talking, and we'll mention other stuff with Mike Fires, but I'm not going to, you know, give that stuff credence. Um, and then, you know, Matt Chapman wants an extension, and Dave Cavill wants us to start digging uh, digging into the ground for a new stadium, so that's kind of cool. So we're going to talk about those things. But first, I just want to read something for potential advertisers. If you've been a listener at this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all of the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On A's is a great way for your local business to reach passionate, uh, passionate sports fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with A's fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay, so we got the business stuff out of the way, so let's talk some A's baseball. Um, first things first, Mike Fires didn't want to talk about, you know, his role in the, the bangs game, if you want to call it that. If you're an effectively wild listener, bangs game is definitely in your, uh, in your vocabulary by now, thanks to, uh, Meg Rowley. Um, so the bangs game that he ratted on, if you want to say he's a rat or a snake or whatever, fine. He's a whistleblower in my book because I, you know, I, I appreciate what he did. Um, he didn't want to talk about it. That's fine. He said he wants to focus on 2020. He doesn't want to be a distraction to his teammates and, you know, more power to him. Um, it is kind of a cop out. I would have liked to have heard him say something because it feels like if he had addressed it, it would have been over, but now he's just going to keep getting those questions in spring training. And then it could become an actual distraction in reading one of the reports that came out. Uh, he was asked about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, well, we talked to Matt Chapman or one of the teammates. It, I'm going to just say Chapman because he's my go-to with everything. Uh, we, we talked to Chapman, and he said, and he was like, you guys are you guys are asking everybody? Cool. Um, so you could see that, it, you know, he doesn't want other players to have to answer questions on something that he did. So it feels genuine that he actually doesn't want to be a distraction. But he's going to have to, you know, issue a statement or something, maybe at the beginning of spring training or maybe before that. I, Fan Fest is basically the time to do this. And only Dallas Keuchel 
has actually said anything like, hey, sorry, or anything regarding, you know, resembling remorse. Um, I don't really need remorse from Mike Fires because he did the whole whistleblowing. But, you know, address it a little bit, and then you don't got to answer questions about it anymore. Um, so that's my take on Mike Fires not talking. Uh, I would have liked to see him do it, but he didn't. Whatever, it's fine. I mean, if I was in his shoes, it would... Somebody would ask me a question like, oh, hey, so, like, what's the response been, you know, from people and whatnot? And it'd be hard for me to be like, well, my mentions are utterly terrible right now. And kind of, like, paint yourself as the victim, uh, which he's not in any ways. But, you know, I know I'm positive that his mentions on social media have been utterly terrible. Just, you know, reading Susan Slusser's mentions, <laughs> that poor woman, she's like, I'm logging off of Twitter. I'm like, yeah. Well, that makes sense because Astros fans are very adamant about Mike Fires being a snake and a rat and a thief and want his, you know, World Series ring given back and all that stuff, which is crazy to me because they're mad at Mike Fires for ratting on the whole thing or, you know, exposing the whole bang scheme. <laughs> but, uh, sorry, I'm a child. Uh, so they're mad at him for that, all of that, but not at management or anybody who perpetrated, you know, the whole bang scheme or any of that stuff. Um, so I don't understand that aspect of it, you know, from a logical perspective, because, I mean, if the A's did it, I'd be like, hey, wh what the hell, guys? I, I wouldn't be mad at Alex Bregman, let's say, if he was like, hey, the A's are cheating. I wouldn't be following beat writers and just be cussing them out. I'd be sour on my own team instead. And it's probably just, you know, some fans lashing out because they're hurt by, you know, Mike Fires damaging their memories and stuff like that. I get it. And it's their only World Series. So, you know, you get part of the overreaction by some fans. It's not all our fans. I, I know some decent Astros fans. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the, um, the levels that they're going to with, you know, memes and everything. Um, it feels very presidential election with some of the stuff, um, and that's about it. all I'm going to talk about politics So the end. Um, also over the weekend, Matt Chapman uh, said that he wanted to sign an extension with the A's, which is wonderful. He's, you know, talked to management before, and he says that they know what he wants, and on paper it sounds like open and shut. A's are going to sign Matt Chapman, the end. But he's also represented by Scott Boris, who is notorious for making people go through arbitration and hit free agency and then getting them the best deal possible. But he is also the agent, and he has to do what his client wants. So if Matt Chapman gets a deal that he's happy with, or, you know, is told of a deal that he's happy with, then I'm sure that Boris isn't going to stand in his way and be like, no, 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 you got to wait three more years, kid. This is how it's done. Because... Feels like Chapman is about what the A's are doing and wants to play with, you know, Chapman and, or, you know, he's Chapman. He wants to play with Olsen and Semyon. So, I mean, if they sign Semyon, that could go a long way to locking up Chapman because I assume that Chapman's not going to be locked up in the next, like, few months. So it'd be a next offseason, maybe spring training kind of thing, but less likely because the A's need to uh, open up a stadium before they can start spending that kind of money. Um, if you're interested uh, in my opinion on what a uh, extension for Matt Chapman could look like, I believe it was episode two or three. It was uh, Arbitration and Pipe Dreams was the name of the episode. 
I talked about what, you know, it could look like if they bought out like two years of free agency and his arbitration years, I believe it was like six years, 90 million, somewhere in there, um, was around what would be expected. And that's probably his best years and it'd be great for both sides. And Chapman brought out, up his own extension possibility because he wanted to talk about uh, keeping Marcus Simeon around. So if the A's re-signed Simeon, again, could pay dividends to them being able to re-sign Chapman. And if they got both those guys, Olsen would be a little bit easier to get, I believe, because they got the core intact on offense and the infield. And uh, that, that would be a lot of fun to watch. I, I'm still holding my breath, obviously, because I've been through a lot of iterations of player hits arbitration and trade them. So, you know, do that for a couple of decades, you get used to it. I'm fully prepared for Marcus Semyon to be moving on in uh, about a year's time. But if they re-sign him, I would start looking at the team a little bit differently. Be like, hey, they're going to, even if it was like two years and 40 million, I don't know. Even if it wasn't a super long deal, because you don't want them for too much longer because you got prospects in the pipeline and, you know, they, they've got ways to figure out shortstop moving forward. But for the next handful of seasons, he's definitely the guy if, you know, he's still with the green and gold. So, uh, yeah, that's basically extension talk part due. And then obviously the most exciting news of the weekend was Dave Cavill saying, get the shovels ready. Uh, that was literally a headline in the San Francisco Chronicle and... You know, if you didn't click on that, then I, that, that is a click worthy headline. If you're an A's fan, I'm sorry, but, uh, so get the shovels ready. Basically, if you're not paying attention at all, um, or have soured on the idea of a ballpark, uh, he basically says we're, we're getting towards the the finish line of all of the, you know, bureaucratic stuff. And then we're going to start building this damn thing, um, which is exciting, but also I've been through this for what, 15 years now? Until they break ground, I do not believe it. Until they have a banner on an actual stadium and I have season tickets, I do not believe it. Um, but it's still exciting. I'm allowed to get excited about it, but, you know, I, I like to be optimistic and whatnot. So that's my thing. Um, I, I do remember back in high or not high school, in college, I took a speech class and you got to do like a convincing speech or something like that. And I was, or an informative speech. I think I was informative speech for this one. And I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about the A stadium in Fremont. It's going to be great. And I did that and people made fun of me because they're like, oh, that's not going to happen. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, shut up guys. It's super going to happen. Go A's. Woo. And I looked like a jerk uh, for about the last 15 years. So that's not why I'm sour on, you know, the A stadium talk. It's just because it's drawn out. But uh, that's a fun memory. It looks like it's mostly like the environmental report that has to be, you know, finished and completed and run by the Oakland City Council and all that stuff. Um, and then not too much else. Uh, there are definitely concerns about how to get to the ballpark because um, Oakland or, you know, that part of Oakland can't handle that many cars. And most people are going to be driving, which they do to A's games now, according to the A's projections of how many people would, you know, be driving for a sellout, of course. And I'm assuming there's going to be some sellouts, unlike, you know, the Coliseum now, because it's a brand new ballpark and the A's are an exciting team and they're going to be spending money and people will be excited again. And, uh, 
I think that opening a ballpark will mend a lot of fences with last fans or fans that don't come out as much. Um, sometimes I am one of those because I do love watching baseball from my couch. It's kind of fun, but there's nothing like going to a playoff game or, you know, a big game or just an afternoon game sitting in the sun and, uh, you know, having your sinuses attack you. That's a lot of fun, too. Um, I've become a wuss since I moved to San Francisco. I'm also probably moving back soon. But uh, my sinuses, whenever I go back to the East Bay, just flare up and I start sneezing everywhere. It's terrible. I don't know what happened. But uh, San Francisco has ruined me. And I'm very mad at this city. Um, not really. It's nice and whatnot. I like the weather, but I'd rather not have sinus problems whenever I go visit my family. Anyways, A's talk. So, baseball, stadium. Um, the gondola idea is still apparently a thing but that people are making fun of. Um, I mean, if it happens, cool, but that thing's going to break down at some point, right? And that would be terrifying. I do not want to be suspended above a city street uh, at all. That would not be fun. I will walk. Um, could they build a bridge? Are bridges possible? I haven't been to the area. I, I'm a bad A's fan. I will admit that right now. I have not been down to Howard Terminal. Uh, that's on me. I'm sorry, guys. But, uh... I mean, they're going to figure it out before too long, I would assume. They've got three years to figure out transportation. Uh, if they still want to, you know, open in 2023, which they are saying is still the likely uh, the likely year that it would open. Um, so, here's hoping, I guess. And by that time, uh, as soon as they break ground, which could be this summer, we, we should know at some point during the season what's going on with the ballpark. Um... If it's being opened in 2023, if it's being opened at all, if they're breaking ground, if they're doing this. And by when that happens, uh, the A's ownership should start spending some money, which I believe is the plan, but also I'm going to say it as though it's not. They should start spending money and then uh, get everybody excited and, you know, we'll have a, a better idea of the team that's going to be there when that opening day happens. And it'd be a lot of fun. People would start buying jerseys again because... These players are actually signed to long-term deals. Um, yeah, it'd be a good boost for, you know, their merch sales, I assume, and also their bottom line. But then again, that could just be my optimism speaking. Who's to say? Um, yeah, that's really all I got on, you know, recapping FanFest. But I'm going to drop another episode tomorrow, hopefully. Um, going to talk a little bit about a player that I'd like these to go after. Let's see. Um, I didn't talk about Mike Fire's speculation stuff because if you heard about it you have your own opinion if you haven't heard about it it might not be true or unsubstantiated or you know it hasn't been picked up in three days by any outlets even barstool didn't want to touch it so do with that what you will you can look for it on twitter or wherever ask a friend i don't know um there there are some allegations against him by an astros fan that was salty it's hard to say if it's true or if it's not true or legal, illegal, I don't know. Um, if it happened, gross. And maybe we should get rid of them. But look it up for yourself. I'm not talking about it. Um, so yeah, that's that. We'll have another episode uh, in the next day or so. And yeah, so go out there, celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you soon.